You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Let's do this thing already. Let's, Let's go. play this game. I'm ready for kickoff, man. Dude, ready for kickoff. Super Bowl 57. I have a heads or tails bet now, too. A do coin you really? toss bet, yeah. You- I got suckered in by a promo in town. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that might be a pro tip. Promos, these pro, like some of the promos around around the country and around around the the city now, I guess too, starting to become a thing, Gil. I thought, the, oh, is it? Now? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, like I think they can be good, but make sure if you're dealing with rewards points or something like we are here at Vegas, yep. make sure you know actually how much of those are and what that means. I thought uh, Brent's uh, impassioned speech about why he's betting tails got to you yesterday, and you're like, I yeah, gotta no. bet it. I actually went heads. I didn't even think about mm. it. Heads up with Brent Musburger. We got a show today pumped Joe Theismann in the house. Joe Theismann. Or on the uh, phone. Super Bowl. Yeah, or on the phone. Uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> By the way, this just in. We are not on Radio Row. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he will be on the phone with us. I always fanboy when Joe's here because Joe uh, won himself a Super Bowl with Washington back in the day. Got to a second one. Going to ask him about his experience going to his first, going to his second. How that might play into this one uh, with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Super, uh, he, was the, he was the MVP of the NFL back in the day um, in 1983, the year they lost the Super Bowl. We'll talk to Joe Paul Carr with some cross-sport parlays. That's an annual tradition here on the show. Steve Fezzik joins us. Only back-to-back Hilton Super Contest winner with his Super Bowl 57 bets and thoughts, always fascinating with him, and Dr. Bob, not to be forgotten. It's an analytics firestorm today. See what Bob has to say about uh, Super Bowl 57. And Adam Burke will join us as well. Adam Burke, not bumped for any of those people. Not bumped for anyone today. Not Joey T, not Fezzik, not Dr. Bob, Adam Burke. That's right. We said, we said Fezzik, slide it back 15 minutes. we got to make room for Adam Burke. That's right. Kelly and I will give our final thoughts as well. He really has been has been bumped for an impressive guest list oh, this year during a, football season. A murderer's <laughs> row of guests. He he at least has that to fall back on. It's fun, it's funny when he he remembers like every name, but it's like Mina Kimes, Brent yeah. Musburger, you know. <laughs> he had every one of them down. <laughs> Fezzik, everybody. Uh, all right, the award. Let's start with the awards announced last night in the National Football League. This is less about, hey, uh, right, I'm wrong, than it is about what this can sort of teach us moving forward. Let's start with the biggest one of them all, of course, MVP, which was the most slam dunk of the bunch. And Patrick Mahomes, no surprise, 
uh, runs away with it. And when I say runs away with it, Kelly, uh, he got 48 of the possible 50 first place votes. Is that good? It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, the other sort of the other sort of noteworthy thing on Mahomes or on this award is that Micah Parsons finished eighth and as we'll see later, didn't get a single defensive player of the year or uh, first place vote. Oh, wow. I, I love when these kind of things happen. So that's fascinating. We already, th- this is a new year of voting. I, I love that the, already this system has questions. Oh, what, what, what we, as we're going to find out, what we brought up yeah, happened, happened in yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year. By the way, uh, Susie Colbert uh, giving Denny Kellington a token fifth place vote for MVP. He's the assistant trainer of the Buffalo Bills who helped save, was prominent in helping save DeMar Hamlin's life. And so Susie Colbert has a representative vote for all of those who work in that position, but specifically for Kelly Tid, gave him a fifth place vote, which I thought was a wow, nice Wow, okay, that's cool. Yeah, nice touch from her. But Patrick Mahomes runs away with it. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, a distant second. They were the only two other players to get a first place vote. Um... How about, I'll let you guys just throw up what's next, and I'll, and I'll riff with you. The next one we have up is, is Offensive Player of the Year, and we were correct, Justin Jefferson did end up winning that. So congratulations, because I know that we had a lot of listeners, not only on this show, but on the network, who had Justin Jefferson Offensive Player of the Year uh, tickets. Yep. Mazel tov to y'all. Uh, he got it done in, it, uh, in not as big a way as uh, Patrick Mahomes, but, but fairly, fairly convincingly. What were you going to say? No, I'm, saying, I'm glad he got it, right? Yes. I'm glad they didn't do the cop-out MV, quarterback MVP thing and go and give it to Hurts. Now, I guess, like, I, I mean, the one thing will, it, when if you're looking back at awards winners this year and years, in year, you know, five years from now, the question's always going to remain, what would have happened if Jalen Hurts, you know, played every game That's to the correct. end of the season? That's but right. I think that did hurt him in the end. I think it did hurt him, too. But I'm glad to see it was Mahomes, then Jefferson. You didn't use the kind of cop-out well, to give the Offensive Player of the Year to, to Je- uh, Hurts. Jefferson got 35 of the possible 50 first-place votes. Remember, these were – you you put down your your uh, top uh, three picks in every category besides MVP. So Jefferson ended up with 35 first-place votes of the 50. Patrick Mahomes ended up second with 10. Okay. Jalen Hurts with uh, in third with only three first-place votes for Offensive Player of the Year. Defense- so you were clo- we were closer to having the double MVP Offensive offensive Player of the Year than the Jalen Hurts. Correct. Okay. De- defensive Player of the Year, as I mentioned, Nick Bosa runs away with this for Defensive Player of the Year. Nick Bosa ends up with uh, – 46 first place votes, 46 of them. The only other players with uh, first place votes were Chris Jones, Hassan Reddick had two, Max Crosby, no, no, not Max Crosby, pardon me. Uh, and uh, what was the other? There was one other stray vote. Who had a first place vote? I can't say, but oh, uh, Quinn Williams had a first place vote. So Micah Parsons, again, eighth in MVP, not a single first place vote, even though he finishes second based on the one, two, three, because he got a lot of second place and third place votes. Yes, this is everybody slotted him second. But, I mean, Bosa crushed that. 46 first place votes out of 50. Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, okay, couple things here. I had Brock Purdy. It didn't get home. I thought Brock Purdy was going to win. Didn't happen. So the voters, you can only assume, decided not enough games. To and, give him first place. He wasn't even really close, right? He was not that close. Okay. So here's, Kelly and I brought this up when this happened. Because of the new, I went through the whole 
way that they do this now. It used to be just one vote, one player. That's why we always heard of three years, hey, Russell Wilson has never gotten a vote for MVP. Well, because they didn't do second place and third place or fourth place right. or fifth place for MVP. So now they do five for MVP, three positions for all the other awards. And we said this opens up the possibility of someone getting the most first place votes who would have maybe won in a previous year, but because of the new system, five points, three points, one points for first, second, third, will actually not win the award. This happened here. Kenneth Walker had the most first place uh, votes by one, 19 to 18 over Garrett Wilson, but Garrett Wilson aggregate wins the award. So if you you had Kenneth Walker, it's one thing for me to be upset about Brock Purdy. I have no right to be more upset than the people who had Kenneth Walker. Right, right. They got scred. I mean, and geez, for Kenneth Walker. And you know why I say you know why I say that word? Because those that uh, system was changed midstream. Right. Yes. So it kind of sucks for those. people. Yes. I mean, I mean, for Kenneth Walker, right? I mean, you're gonna. Yeah. (laughs) However, I mean, especially at the running back position, you have no idea how long your career might last. It could be done in four years. But if you always have the ability to look back and say, I won Rookie of the Year, what an accomplishment. But nope, sorry, Kenneth Walker, no. you did not. But the le- the lesson here moving forward for someone like me who had a Brock Purdy ticket, it turns out starting six games and playing in seven, not enough for right. most voters yeah. to, to get him Rookie of the Year, despite the fact that he was a quarterback who went undefeated. Coach of the Year, congratulations to those who had Brian Dable. I hearken back, Kelly, to the comment I made. Weeks ago, remember when Dan Campbell was plus 175, Brian Dable was 30 to 1, and Ron Rivera was 70 to 1 or 75 to 1, I can't remember. And I said, there is no world in which these numbers reflect reality. Because, and it's a commentary on the, on the expectations of the Lions, the Giants, and Washington, and where those teams were relatively equal during the season. Dable gets home, he edges Shanahan. I thought based on that straw poll we cited that Shanahan might get it. Dable edges him. Peterson finishes third. I think some of the more interesting things in this with uh, with coach of the year. Yeah, is, I didn't look at this vote, this vote count. Oh, this is – well, let me – I'm glad Dayball won it, though. I, my, well, while you're looking that up. My big thing was just I don't care as long as it's not Peterson. I, I, I felt like there was one or two other guys that should have been on this finalist list besides Doug Peterson. Dable got 16 first-place votes. Shanahan got 12. Peterson got five which, by the way, isn't as many first-place votes as the fourth- and fifth-place guys got. McDermott got seven in fourth place. Sirianni finished in fifth place with six first-place votes. Well, good. Votes. Whatever. That, that's, so, so he ended up as a finalist for the same sort of thing as we're talking about that aggregate Correct. score just Correct. ended up him as a finalist. That's right. People were, willing, people were more likely to make him a top three than they were the other guys. Right, right. Then to, for him to actually win. Pete Carroll finished ninth. Mike Tomlin finished 10th for some out there who were like, hey, what about these two guys? I had a Pete Carroll ticket, by the way. So, I, way well, the one, the one big, I guess the one big takeaway I, I, I'm taking away from that, uh, Gil, would be the McDermott one, right? Because people, people, people kept bringing him up all year. I was like, why does this guy get no love? Well, it's Josh Allen. That's what he 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 can't win it because of Josh Allen, but people still think he's a really good coach. Right, but but I actually think like he get him getting more first place votes. What did he finish? Fourth with the fourth first fourth. Uh, fourth most first place votes? Third most. Third most. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe keep that in mind for next year. Um by the way, and I'll I'll say it again. I believe that Brian Dable got way more credit than he deserved based on what analytics will tell you about how the Giants just performed better on third downs and fourth downs than they did on first and second and better inside the red zone than they did outside. Doesn't matter. 
congratulations to those who had Brian I, Dayball tickets. Comeback player of the year, because I want to make this point. Geno Smith wins it. I have maintained the entire arc of this show, every single time we ever brought it up, that Geno Smith is coming back from sucking. All right, everybody else who's been saying that, I probably said it before they did. Geno Smith is coming back from sucking. The other two guys are coming back from injuries, Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. But in the second thought after the comma, I said the whole time, Geno Smith's still going to win it. And Geno Smith did win it. Because again, this is not literal. Come back, I get it. By the way, Saquon Barkley only ended up with two more first place votes than Nick Gates did. So in that respect, Jason Weingarten gets a little bit of uh, relief with that. His point is that it's it's how, my point is, it's how you define this and the comeback, because there's no most improved in the NFL. We have that in the NBA. We don't have the NFL. So comeback is a catch-all, and these voters just vote however they perceive it to be. They need to clarify that. They do, but that's what it is, and know that moving forward. Coming back, numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one. 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, before we get to Dr. Bob here for his thoughts on Super Bowl 57, maybe a prop or two, I uh, just wanted to uh, put the bow on the comeback player of the year. And again, it's just to sort of say, know this moving forward. Because we maintain on this show all along, hey, despite the fact that Geno Smith's coming back from sucking, he's going to win. Not only did he win, Kelly, he crushed it. 28 first place votes. To Christian McCaffrey's 12, the next most was Saquon's four. Wow. Brandon Graham and Nick Gates, who had multiple surgeries as an offensive lineman for the Giants, each of them had two. Jared Goff had one first-place vote. By the way, next year. It wasn't even close. Next year, what is the price on DeMar Hamlin if he plays professional football? What is the price? Minus a bajillion? Like, you can't vote on this next year. Man, you would think so. You would think so, but does him being a defensive player matter? Dude, he almost died on the field. I know. Minus a bajillion. Like, you can't even put up the mark. The Nick Gates votes, like, I'm just going to, 
what I would love to see happen is they split that what they should do is split this award into like most improved and comeback player of the year and you only get to vote on one. Because <laughs> it's like voters are still obviously taking a stance on what they believe the award should mean. But Kelly, this was my point. But until they do, it's a catch-all. So everybody's screaming back at me, my own words. Oh, what is he coming back from, Gil? Yes, as I said, he's coming back from sucking. But it's a catch-all word and people are gonna interpret it how they do. And when you just think about Gino, the very people that are that are pissed that Gino won are the very same people that were destroying him for years and making fun of him. You had something to do with you losing this bet. Sorry, you did. All I'm saying did. is that that's okay for betters. What yes. you're saying is okay for betters. People actually voting on this award, I think if they if they don't have clarity on what they actually think they should be voting on, I think it's a problem. Oh, I think you're right. But it is what it is. It's I've never stupid. I've never used that <laughs> phrase before, but this one actually applied. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this man has never used that phrase, that cliched phrase, that hackneyed phrase. It's Dr. Bob, everybody. Pioneer. I know he hates the word. Pioneer in sports betting, uh, using sports betting analytics to predict the outcome of sporting events. Bob Stoll at drbobsports, drbobsports.com. How you doing, Bob? Good. You know, when, when Gino Smith won that award last night, I was thinking the same thing, like, come back from what? Yeah, he's never been good. Normally, I think comeback is you were good, then you struggled or were injured, and then came back and played good again. He's never been good, so yeah, I agree. It's most improved, not comeback. Mm-hmm. Problem is that ain't the award. They don't have that. Yep. Yeah. Apparently not. Yeah. All right, Bob. Thanks for joining us. By the way, always great to talk to you. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Um, is there an edge either way? Let's just talk side and total first. Yeah, I don't think you know. There's 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 favorable and unfavorable matchups in different facets of the game and and the game planning should be worked around that. And, and ultimately just comes down to the numbers, which in this case, uh, my model favors Philly by two and a half with a total of 52 and a half. So maybe it's slightly toward the over, but I don't have any sort of play on the side or total. So I just stick to the props and that's where I've done, you know, pretty well in the Super Bowl. I'm 21 and nine in Super Bowl props over the years. And, so I'm sticking with those. All right. Let's get into it. And by the way, again, I feel like every sports book at the ticket window should have everybody say, I have a proposition for you. They should start everything like with the wire <laughs> with Prop Joe. Uh, Bob, what is your uh, what are your propositions? Let's start at the top. What do you yeah, got? I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple. Um, first one is Kansas City's defense to have more than two and a half sacks. Um, just right off the top, the Eagles are going to throw the ball more than they normally do. And they – they ran the ball more than they threw the ball this year, but a lot of that was because they had big leads in a lot of games. In neutral situations, meaning where the team doesn't have a big lead or isn't behind by a lot, there are certain parts of the game that are considered neutral situations. Uh, the Eagles threw the ball 59% of the time, which was fifth highest in the league. So in neutral situations, they, they, they chuck it around like everybody else. And, you know, given that Kansas City – has only lost three games all season by a combined 10 points, the whole game is likely to be a neutral situation, which will have uh, Jalen Hurts throwing the ball more often than he does. And I'm projecting 37 dropbacks for Jalen Hurts. And despite the fact that the Eagles have a great offensive line, Hurts was 24th in the league in sack percentage, sack rate, 7.6%. So he tends to bounce around the pocket a lot, even though they have a great offensive line. Uh, he does get sacked a, a pretty high percentage of his dropbacks, and he's going to have more dropbacks than normal. And Kansas City has a really strong pass rush. I mean, 
not as strong as Philadelphia's, but 62 sacks in 19 games is, is very good. So I, I took the over uh, two and a half sacks uh, for Kansas City's defense. Very well uh, described as to why you did that. All right, what else? I like Kelsey over, and I think a lot of people like this. And, you know, I don't necessarily like to always go with the obvious, but in this case, I mean, in his, in his playoff career with Mahomes, 13 postseason games, he's averaged 8.0 receptions and 90 receiving yards. So already you're, you know, that's over seven and a half, which is some, some place that's six and a half minus like a buck 70 or something. But I think most books have the, the total at seven and a half playing minus 110 or so. Um, so 8.0 is already over the seven and a half. And since Mahomes injured his ankle, Andy Reid is calling a lot more quick passes. Uh, in, in the two playoff games, Kelsey's been targeted 25 times since Mahomes hurt his ankle uh, in two playoff games, and he caught 21 of those 25 targets. Also, you're going to see Philadelphia, uh, their pressure, obviously they're going to have a lot, you know, they pressure the quarterback as well as anybody. The pressure is going to come from the outside. The the interior line, Kansas City's interior line, they, those three guys, the guards in the center, all rank very high in in protection and in, in winning, you know, winning uh, – winning protection battles against the defense. But the but the tackles are terrible. Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown rank second and fourth in pressures allowed this season. So the pressure from Philadelphia is going to come from the edges, which will have Mahomes looking in the middle of the field more often than on the outside. Another reason he's going to be looking for, for Kelsey more. So I just think it's, it's more of the same. A lot of targets for Kelsey. He's, he's likely to catch eight of those. And so I took uh, Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. Okay, so I was going to ask you specifically: it's the receptions, not the receiving yards. Yeah, because I think a lot of it's okay. going to be quick, and I think they're going to have a safety, you know, looking at. It. So I think it's going to be quick pass and then tackle. It's, so, it's yeah, it's it's I, all, know, yeah. To your point, it's also one of those things where you know there's going to be people listening, be like, "We have," but obviously Philly knows that as well. But what you're describing is you really can't counter that kind of quick passing game to the point where you can prevent him from catching the football, even though you know it's coming kind of thing. Right, right. I think in this case, and the, the way Philadelphia's defense is set up, I think Kelsey will run him in motion a lot to see what kind of coverage it is. And he's very good. If it's a zone, he'll find a spot. And if it's man, he'll, if it's man, he'll beat whoever he's on. I, I think he'll find his, his, his spots in that defense. I went with uh, Kelsey two plus touchdowns, which has only happened, but not uh, you know, yeah, which has only happened a couple times this year. But I'm getting uh, close to five to one on it, so I liked that play. You stayed away from that. No, I didn't. No, yeah. I, I don't like the big odds plays. You know, the only thing I've really played for for you know bigger than you know plus one forty or plus one fifty on my props was a couple years ago and I had Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl at two to one. So right. Which was the Super Bowl MVP, which, which, Super Bowl, which worked out, which right. made complete sense at that time. Like, how is Tampa Bay yeah. going to win this and him not get uh, MVP? Right. Uh, we only have ninety seconds left, Bob. Was there another one you wanted to throw in at all? No, that was it. That okay, was the two main ones I wanted to talk about. All right, KCD. You know, the, two, the, two, the two, the two of my seven that are available at every book. There you Some go. of mine are a little more esoteric and maybe not available at every book. So well, I appreciate you uh, filtering it out that way. So again, for Dr. Bob, uh, Casey's D to have more than two and a half sacks, and then Kelsey over on receptions. Uh, you probably will see that at seven and a half. The six and a halfs are probably stray with the extra juice. Bob, enjoy uh, Super Bowl 57. Are you having a party in uh, 
out in Colorado like he used to in San Francisco? Yeah, you know, not quite the uh, single fest that my San Francisco parties <laughs> used to be. That's right. Uh, this will be more of uh, neighbors and their kids yes. popping over, <laughs> and my mom and my sister is going to be oh, that a lot less really uh, exciting. A lot like beautiful. A lot yes. less beautiful people than the San Francisco Bay <laughs> Let me tell you, those Dr. Bob Super Bowl parties were legendary, and they was filled with singles and beautiful people. Yes. That's great. And some beautiful people we're still talking to to this day. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Bob, always a pleasure, man. Great talking to you. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bob stole everybody. I miss Bob. Bob's Super Bowl parties in San Francisco were legendary affairs. He doesn't sound like he misses a medal. Oh, at all. <laughs> Doesn't sound at all like he's got the whole cul sac coming over. Oh, my kids. Mom families. is here and my kids. <laughs> I tell you, I didn't talk to him for three months at one point. I was like, How you doing, Bob? He's like, oh, Besides the fact that my kid is a blank. It's <laughs> like, Okay, maybe you shouldn't lead with that. Um, if you want to hear a grown man turn into a little kid again, well, the next segment is for you. Joe Theismann joins us. Oh, Super Bowl champion, NFL MVP. He played in one Super Bowl, um, obviously, where he had no such experience. They won. Washington went back to a second one the the following year and got destroyed. Might the Chiefs and Eagles have that experience juxtaposed against each other? Might it mean something? Maybe it doesn't. We'll ask Joe. That and more. His thoughts on Super Bowl 57. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. The big game means big coverage from v starting with the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, have pregame insights you don't want to miss. Special editions of Follow the Money with Paulie and Mitch. And a numbers game with me, Gil Alexander. Tackle last-second line moves on the game and dive deeper into props. And then legendary sportscaster. Brent Musburger tell you how he's betting the big game on countdown to kickoff. Big game Sunday starts 10 a.m. Eastern right here on v the sports betting network skill alexander it's kelly Bidler. did we cross wires on that one kelly yeah i think we did did i cross did, was it my mistake i don't know we'll figure <laughs> it out later maybe it could have been my bad we'll get to the good stuff later uh ladies and gentlemen uh, i don't know if this has ever come up on this here radio program but i uh i grew up in section 309 of rfk stadium watching the great washington skins teams of the 80s and early 90s and uh no man was more front and center for uh, most of those uh, he was the NFL's MVP in 1983. That the year after, he uh, led Washington to the Super Bowl title in Super Bowl 17 against the Miami Dolphins. He is Joe Theismann. Good morning to you, Joe. Thanks for doing this. I'm not hearing Joe. Have we lost Joe? Thanks for having me on, Gil. <laughs> well, that was a big intro for not hearing Joe, wasn't it? That you should, play. yeah. Just we had him a minute ago. We had him a minute ago. Joe, uh, let me ask you a question. How did you feel about Game Five that year in 1982? Well, you know, it was a big game, Joe. <laughs> you know, made a couple big plays. That's there we go. Things. We have oh, him we back. Got Joe, back now. Joe, how are you? Nice to see. Hey. Uh, thanks for Good. thanks for doing it, man. I appreciate it. Good. I inadvertently muted you when I put it up to my ears, oh, so man. I apologize. That's okay. Tech, we we would never technology. mute you. Yes. No, I did it to myself. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel compelled to ask you this question first. I'm not sure there's anything to it, but you would be the guy to ask. Um, Washington goes to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl uh, after the 1982 strike season. It was your first experience, obviously, in the big game. It turned out great. The next year, um, this was sort of you, you guys had gone through the routine. At that point, heading into Super Bowl 18. and this is just a, an amazing thing, heading back to the, you know, the 0-5 start a couple years before that, 
Washington had won 36 of 42 football games. And then the week in Tampa didn't go so well. Obviously, a bad outcome, a horrible game against the Raiders. Is there anything in that experience, Joe, to inform us about this one where most of the Chiefs have played in a Super Bowl, most of the Eagles have not, and specifically the quarterbacks? Mahomes has been through this. Hurts has not. Anything to that? Yeah, there, I think there is to a degree. Sometimes if you don't know what to be afraid of, you're not afraid. And I think for the first Super Bowl for us, remember, we only had one week. We didn't have two weeks of preparation. So that was different. It was just like it was a continuation of the season. And we were on a pretty darn good roll going into it. So it just sort of carried over for us. Our defense played absolutely great. People don't realize, I think, that uh, I believe David Woodley was over for 17 in the second half of Super Bowl 17. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe I don't believe there's ever been a Super Bowl where an, one of the teams has not completed a pass in the second half. So that's how great our defense was. But it it was sort of a continuation. And then then there was that two week period um you know when we got ready for Super Bowl 18 and it was a you know I, I felt like we had a great practice on Thursday and Friday it just didn't feel as sharp. Saturday was a walk through and then Sunday the game you know to the Raiders' credit, I mean, when we beat them in, in Washington in the middle of the year, earlier in the year, they didn't have Mike Haynes. I don't know whether Marcus Allen played. I don't know whether Howie Long played. But we had a situation where, you know, it was a sort of almost a different football team. But uh, the, the big difference in the game is we were a run-based football team in Super Bowl 18, And I thought that Reggie Kinlaw, their nose tackle, did a fantastic job of shutting down our inside runs, and we couldn't get outside. So I looked at a lot of longer yardage situations. I threw the interception at the end of the half. We had a punt block. And there were a lot of great plays that the Raiders made in that game, but I just didn't prepare myself the way I think I should have. Uh, and so it takes us to the point where Jalen's never been there. This is a new experience, but he's been in big games. And you, well, you say you can't compare a, a national title game in college to the pros. You can from a preparation standpoint to get yourself mentally ready for a big game. Patrick has been there before. I don't anticipate Patrick being in a situation where, well, I've been here before. You know, I'm going to do the things that I did, or I'm just not going to focus as much. And I think both of them will be ready to go. It's a different time. See, we didn't have five weeks. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, you know, you get that time off, and it's almost like too much time off. I'm a rhythm guy anyway. It's like when I play golf. I like to, you know, I like to move it. I don't like to stand around and wait. You get yourself in a rhythm. That's sort of the way it was. But I don't anticipate either one of these young guys being in a situation where one's been there and he feels like he's been there and the other hasn't, and you're nervous about it. I think both of them are very well prepared mentally for the task at hand. How do you think this goes, then? Eagles are favored by one and a half, two points. Um, mostly one and a halves out there. Um, obviously, for some, it's a pick 'em. It's a yeah. It's a pick 'em for you. It's a coin it's, flip. You know, yeah, at one and a half, it's a pick 'em. I think that uh, you know, unless you want to tease it and get yourself a little bit more. I mean, that's you know, that's one of the ways to consider to do it. Joe, um, Joe thighs. Think, my goodness, you're speaking our language. I love this. <laughs> and I think the over and under is going to be. What's the over and under in? Uh, Fifty-one. Thanks for asking. Fifty-one. Yes. See, I think that's um, I think that's high. Now, if you were to tease, if you were to tease that up, I mean, if you do a three-team teaser, get ten, you're at sixty-one. I don't think you're not going to see both guys, both teams scoring thirty. I think Kansas City's defense is playing better. 
which to me was a little bit of an Achilles heel for him through the course of the year, especially the middle of the football field. Um, and then the, to me, the Eagles, the Eagles offensive line is as good as there is in football and their defensive line is probably the best in football. So, you know, I still believe defense wins championships. Um, I just I don't I don't see him hitting the number fifty one. I just don't see that number as as a straight out number. Um, like I said, if you want to tease it up to fifty seven, you know I'd be pretty comfortable with that number too, uh, very much so. But I like the Eagles in this game because I do believe defense wins championships. Now this is what's really funny, Gil. I've been talking Eagles all week and to friends of mine and, and shows I've done. About this day, about Friday, I start to waffle. I start to, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I can make, I can real, I can make a real case for Kansas City. I think anybody could make a real case for Kansas sure. City. Like I said, with it one and a half, why wouldn't it be? Uh, you know, and Patrick's going to be healthy. Jalen's going to be healthy. And you look back at the Tampa Bay game a few years ago when Tampa and Kansas City played. Patrick was on about eighty-five percent of an ankle at that time. Both of the tackles were out, and Tampa's defensive line dominated that game. I think this Eagle line is better. And remember, Lindell Joseph and Ndamukong Sue don't even start. They're, they're like, they're like yeah. they bring them in. You know, like, okay, let's bring, let's bring Ndamukong in in the middle of the third quarter. So um, I, I, really, I really feel like the Eagles uh, will, be, will come out on top. And the other thing is, too, is – how will Kansas City deal with the ride option, the read option uh, with Jalen Hurts? But I do believe one thing. You're not going to be able to have A.J. Brown not be a part of this game other than in the first quarter. I don't know, I don't know what the prop is on his catches, but it's got to be more than three or four. You know, the first game, the first game against the Giants, it's three catches. Then against San Francisco, it's four catches. Because, see, the Eagles sort of cruise through the playoffs. And the Kansas City Chiefs had to work their rear ends off. You know, Jacksonville would have tied them probably if the kid hadn't fumbled down there on the three- or four-yard line. They wind up winning that game, what, 27-20. And then, of course, the, the Cincinnati game was another one. Um, and the other thing was, too, is, uh, you know, Cincinnati didn't, didn't run the football. I think the Eagles are going to commit to running, and Jalen Hurts is going to be a big part of it. Well, I don't know what the prop is on Jalen's yards rushing, but I'm going to guess it's, you know, if it, he can probably hit the 50-60 number. Not one, but two prop bets out of, uh, out of Joe Theismann. I, I did not expect Look that. Look out. Yes. So we only have 60 <laughs> seconds, but I just want to ask you this. I just want to ask you this one last question because I've, I've brought this up a few times this week and in the previous week. It's even tough for us doing two weeks on the one game, let alone playing in it, uh, prepping for playing in it. But the Eagles, to your point, not only did they have an easy way through the playoffs, best team they've beaten all year is Detroit. What, what's, uh, they've been able to get ahead in most of their games this year. They're, they're not responsible for who they play. They've had the good fortune of that. They've seized on the opportunity. They've gotten way ahead. I, it concerns me a little about them if they fall behind. Do you have that same concern? Yeah, a little bit. Depends on the number, though. If they're down by 7 or down by 10, I'm not as concerned. They go down by 14 or 17, and then all of a sudden you're going to take away the running game from them, which I think is, is critical to what they want to do because, a lot, like I said, the read option is – is a part of that offense, the running offense. And Jalen is a very big part of it. Um, it. It may fall on his arm in this game as opposed to his legs. So that's, you know, this game has got wonderful scenarios. Patrick's probably going to move around better, obviously, so you know, his legs will play a part of it. Mm-hmm. And in Jalen's case, how much will he be able to run? 
but I think it's going to it's going to fall on his ability to be able to throw the football, and he's proven he can do that. And, you know, like I said, I, I really feel like we're, we're talking about stars, but this game's going to boil down to offensive lines and defensive lines, and it always has and it always will. And the best defensive line, I think, is going to be the one that winds up on top. Joe, I got to run. Uh, there's only one way to say this to you, sir. I love you. Thanks for all the memories. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Joe. Gil. Take care. Joe Theismann, everybody. At Theismann 7, the number 7. Uh, that's what a, what a great, great life he provided some of us. Coming back with Paul Carr. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The big game is the perfect time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today and place a $10 wager on either team to win. Regardless of your wager's outcome, you'll receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. Just use bonus code SB100 when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats the big game at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code SB100 to win $100 in bonus bets, regardless of the wager's outcome in the big game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Skill Alexander. Kelly Bidlin here as well. I'd like to do a review. I'd like to do the poor form radio thing and do a review of the previous segment that we had with Joe Theismann. Fantastic, uh, as always. Let me just say this. One, I told him I loved him. That's the first thing. Yeah, bromance uh, on a Friday edition of a number game, numbers game. Yeah. Yeah, well, he said my name out loud, which is a big deal. <laughs> um, two, um, I did not expect to get any prop bets from Joe Theismann. I was going to yeah. just make it about the game, but apparently Joey T's all about the bets now. So he was in there, and so that was a surprise. I just want to say this. Uh, I, I fought every fiber in my body to not say to him, uh, Joe, you can't do a three-team parlay here. This because it's not another. It's not another game. <laughs> no, I just, the, that was br- the one. Time I was like, okay, let's ratchet it back. A bit he like. brought up the teaser <laughs> thing, and we were not on camera. You and I both looked we at looked each other like, whoa, what is happening? But then he brought up the three-team. Yeah, he went three-teamer on us. But maybe he wants to throw in an NBA side that maybe game he does. or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Are any other sports playing? I don't even know. I have put together though the Joe Theismann same-game parlay though. If anybody is interested, love it. Uh, I, sh- I should probably rephrase that. The Kelly reading into Joe's uh, <laughs> Joe's right. prop picks. Kelly, same Kelly having parlay. poetic license with, with exactly it. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. Not sponsored by Joe Theismann at all. <laughs> um, all right, Eagles money line. Right, that's what he liked. Under 51 and a half, over 44 and a half rushing yards for Jalen Hurts, and five plus receptions for AJ Brown. That'll pay pay you seven to one. 
You putting that in the newsletter or in vison.com no, slash no, picks? No, not no. at all. Okay. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Jason H11. Uh, Kelly, your job next segment, this is before the Pfizer segment, is to keep Gil from fan geeking all over the uh, all over well, Thiesman. Failed. Fail. Failed. Uh, let's see. Fan geeking all over Thiesman. So many about these awards. Um, and a lot of them have to do, this is this is an interesting take from from a lot of people. This is from uh, DM, uh, DMIL3219. It appears to me the New York media votes for players with the Jets ties. Gino, Garrett, Sauce. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Sauce ran away with the uh, defensive rookie. Yeah. There. Um, Terry Ray talking about uh, Brent Musburger's interview with Billy Walters last night. Hope everybody had a chance to hear that. Said Sonny Reisner told the same airport newspaper story as Billy Walters. Reisner said in the 1940s, had his guys get the papers, mark up significant bits, meet him halfway between Logan and his house, then get in fast and with the early line. Yep, tried and true. Uh, Mitchell Jenkins, NFL doesn't need to clarify comeback player of the year. Pretty ironic to hear you two who predicted it say that. Well, I didn't say that. Mitchell that was Jenkins. all me. That was all Yeah, Kelly. that was all me. No, again, Mitch, you're, you're, again. You're, it's very true. For whatever reason, I'm. it's post-seeing the results I have more of an issue with this stuff now nowadays. NFL has already made clear through action in this case for quite some time, forever. I'm with you, Mitchell. Uh, Rob L. Uh, that's not one. Uh, this is one. Uh, Kino Walker. This is this ish Cray. He said, <laughs> "I love this one. This ish Cray. Out of 700 plus prop bets for Super Bowl 57, if you actually listen this week only to sports shows around the industry, you should have a lock for every single prop on the board. <laughs> that ish Cray. I'm with you, Kino." Trust me, I'm with you. Uh, Bill Hooker, it's good. Uh, it's a good thing they chose Gronk to do the field goal attempt and not Matt Brown. Imagine if they had to postpone the Super Bowl until the sun, moon, and stars <laughs> align. <laughs> Nevada Azer, hey, Gil, Gino, uh, Gino, baby, gets there. Should be some intriguing picks for 23 comeback player of the year. Lance, Cup, Lamar, Jimmy G, Murray, Jay Taylor, maybe even two. It, oh, it's DeMar Hamlet, dude. Or, or, there was no discussion beyond that. Anyway, we have tons of these. We'll get to them all. But Paul Carr is kind enough to join us from True Media Networks. Also, of course, the Expected Value Podcast. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. But he's got some cross-sport parlays for us. How you doing, Paul? Good morning. I'm well. Zach Thomas is in the Hall of Fame, so yeah. is that there's a, a lot of celebrating in the car household. Is that a Zach Thomas jersey I'm looking at? It is, yeah, yes. 54. By the way, I, did you see the video of Jimmy Johnson uh, presenting that to him at his home? Oh, I did. That was great. Oh, uh, super emotional. Super emotional. It's so great to see that. I mean, what a, yep. what a lifelong dream coming true. Yep. Um, and he's waited, I think, nine years to get in. Four years as a finalist, so he's been close, and I'm biased, but totally deserved. He, it's totally deserved. You're not biased. Yeah. He deserves. I mean, it. You're, you're, uh, he was five-time All-Pro, first-team All-Pro. Yeah. And he played with Ray Lewis and Junior Seau and Brian Urlacher, these guys that are you know kind of slam dunk Hall of Famers. Uh, and he was the equal of those. You hear Peyton Manning and Kevin Wine, these Hall of Famers, talk about he's one of the toughest players they ever had to play against. That counts for a lot. Jimmy Johnson, as a GM, who's also the head coach, of course, he just knew college players better than any other GM at that yep. time, right? He's like, oh, Jason yep. Taylor, Zach Thomas. He's yep. just plucking them out of, you know, these guys will be great. Um, yes. So I'm glad you're wearing that jersey. Did you want to say anything about Joe Theismann? Did you have something to say about that? Uh, I mean, he brought up one of my least favorite Super Bowl stats. That <laughs> it, it looks even crazier now that Dolphins quarterbacks in that Super Bowl were four for 17 for 97 yards. Yeah. And 76 of those yards came in the first uh, drive with on a touchdown pass to Jimmy Cephalo. Uh-huh. Didn't complete a pass in the second half, and I'm going to go cry now. Fulton Walker <laughs> had the kickoff return for a touchdown. That was another big yeah. – uh, that was how the the core – the uh, score of that game was uh, more cosmetic than it was uh, actual. Yeah. Um, it's one of the great – it was the greatest day of my childhood, and then next year <laughs> was the worst year, day of oh, my childhood. Yeah. 
that that's yeah. how it was. All right, you got some cross-sport parlays for us. These right. are always fun. Obviously, you're a soccer guy, so you tied them into that sport. What do you got? These are my favorite kind of dumb bets every year, but they just make the, the day great. So I'm going to start. I have total goals in the Leeds-Manchester United game Sunday. I'm taking that over the number of field goals made in the Super Bowl. Even wow. money is the price. Wow. So the logic is basically the game, the soccer game, Leeds-United, looks like three, four goals, you know, on, on average in that game. Uh, Eagles don't kick a lot of field goals, only 24 all season that they made. The Chiefs made 29, so you're under three combined. Uh, we know the Eagles like to go for it on fourth down, second most conversions this year. We know the Chiefs can. They didn't do it a ton, but they obviously have the offense that can do it. So you know, I, I figure we get three or four goals, at least in that Leeds-Man United game, and then obviously fewer than that from the field goal spot for those two teams. So give me the goals over the field goals there. Hmm, interesting. Uh, total goals leads Man United on Sunday, even money over total field goals made in the Super Bowl. Where did you see that one, by the way? Just had curious. That one was DraftKings. DraftKings. Okay. Yep. The second one has to do with a jersey number. What do you got here? Yeah, this was at Caesars. I uh, got this a couple days ago. Yeah, <laughs> these are so silly, but I love them so much. Uh, so I'm taking the jersey number of the first touchdown score, uh, lane one and a half against the total number of Serie A goals on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> you got all that? Okay. So, How many to- Serie A games do we have on Sunday, Paul? I guess that's where we four, got first. There's start. only four, which okay. is why this works. The four games. Uh, so you're projecting, most projections I see, you're looking at the 11 to 12 goal range. So you add the one and a half. So you're basically looking at like 14 and under for one side. So I'm taking over you know, roughly 14 for the jersey number. So that gives me, among others, on the Chiefs side, I get Mahomes, I get Tony, I get Kelsey. Uh, on the Eagles side, I get uh, Sanders and Boston Scott, maybe Gainwell, who's 14. So that's a little on the border uh, and Goddard. So there's obviously plenty of guys don't get uh, most of the other chiefs, uh, both Eagles wide receivers, Jalen Hurts. Uh, but, you know, you could have fewer goals than that. None of these Serie A teams that are playing are exceptionally high scoring or have especially leaky defenses. They're all more middle of the pack. So. So, yeah, so I'm kind of taking the more popular first touchdown guys, especially you get Kelsey, you get Miles Sanders, uh, you get, you know, random chiefs, tight ends, linemen, whatever kind of weird play they want to run. Uh, even Mahomes, if he wants to, to run it in, although we know he's not sneaking. Uh, so yeah, Jersey number first touchdown score, minus one and a half against total Serie A goals in those four games Sunday. <laughs> okay. We will put those at recent.com slash base. Get total goals, leads man United on Sunday, even money over total field goals, made in Super Bowl. Jersey number of first touchdown score minus one and a half at plus money versus total Serie A goals on Sunday. By the way, that brings up the the issue of the Jersey number. A lot of people just betting this aside from Paul's cross sports. A lot of people, it said at 11 and a half, uh, will the first touchdown be scored by someone with a Jersey number below 11 and a half or above? And your first instinct is 11 and a half. I mean, oh my God, it got it over. There's so many options below 11, right? Eagles, AJ Brown, Devont, by the way, I think that's why they set it at 11 and a half to stick A.J. Brown sure. on that side. A.J. Brown, 11. Devontae Smith, 6. Hurts, 1. Yeah. Um, and then on the Chiefs side, you got Valdez Scantling at 11. Yeah. Smith Schuster at 9. Pacheco, Pacheco is at 10. Yeah. McKinnon's at 1. Right. Yeah. McKinnon yeah, at options. 1. It still breaks my brain that these, because I saw it set at 11 and a half. It's like, well, it has to be over. And they're like, oh, yeah, all these receivers and running backs were in Change their numbers. Single digits and Wait, the, doesn't, the doesn't best, look right. The best was the first year of primetime action, I think it was, where they changed it 
Oh, that year, and we didn't oh, know they had changed it. Brutal. And we would try to do the play-by-play. But we're like, I have no idea who that is. I, I still, I still yeah. stand by. Jared McKinnon looks like he's lost twenty pounds of like yes. muscle <laughs> and fat when he's wearing the new his new number. That was the uh, yes. Pierre Garcon from the Colts to Washington. Looked like he had gained fifty pounds of muscle. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Paul. Enjoy the big game. Congratulations on Zach Thomas. Thank you. Same to you, Paul Carr. Everybody at Paul Carr, C A R R. Again, the Expected Value Podcast. Uh, That's where you can find him, wherever podcasts are distributed. We'll come back, Kelly and I, on Super Bowl 57, what we have bet, and we'll read your tweets next. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.